Hey everybody, welcome back into Roosters, the Horseshoe Lounge on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. It's spring break for Ohio State. Yay! So it's snowing outside. So after two practices, that's on hold. We should after take a the show, the Rooster Show on the road. You know? <laughs> I know. Spring break edition, or something. <laughs> I mean, we had all of February. We had beautiful spring weather, and now it's like it was snowing uh, last night. You guys, Go how figure. long have we lived in Ohio? You know that if you have nice weather. You're going to pay for it eventually. Like, yeah, right. the snow will come. Cool. I'm, I'm with you. I would have rather all hell break loose December, January, and February yes. just for March to hit and it be, like, beautiful and not have to deal with it. Give me hell for three months instead of going back and forth. Yeah, you're yeah. prepared for it. You guys, I'm December. telling you, it's going to snow in either April or May. Like, It'll I will. snow in April. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, it will. Get, like, three inches and then yeah. it'll be gone the next day. We got it, what, like, five years ago, right? We got, like, a massive snow in mm-hmm. April. Yep. Nicole's oh, putting that evil out in the world. <laughs> no, I just, I think if we can all just expect it, it makes yeah. it easier, you know? Okay. Yeah, well, let's hope not. Let's knock on wood. Let's <laughs> I know. Otherwise, middle of April, you're talking spring about knocking out the five spring inches. game? Yeah. Oh, Our oh, sophomore oh, year, we had snow yeah, I was on gonna a spring s- game. We oh. have had snow on a spring miserable. game, I remember, because yes. we had the truck down there. It was terrible. Oh, boy, I... Yeah, playing football in Ohio, though, does make you, it's an advantage it's, it to the people that, up. it does, yeah. because you're just more versatile, you can play in any climate. Well, you know? got that right. only if those teams in the South have to come North. Well, that conversation is happening <laughs> right. after this year, That's right? Mm-hmm. After this year, a year from right now, we'll have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You're going to start seeing like LSU and Alabama having their spring game in Minneapolis. <laughs> We gotta get ready. That's gotta get ready. That's indoors. It will make it will make football exciting though yeah. to see these teams that are usually just shining actually have a challenge for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, you get these guys who come up and you know recruits. I never forget guys like in our class. They've never seen snow before, and they get here for you know a visit or a recruiting trip, and it's like. What is this stuff? Yeah, it, that used to be a big thing, but now I think guys realize, like, hey, if I want to go to the NFL, oh, the, the NFL, like, oh. I, I, so, it, you know, back, I think, when we got recruited, that was a big thing. Getting getting uh, Southern guys to uh, come north, oh, my God, they don't want to come here. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, hey, if you want to go to the NFL, yeah. get used to it. Yeah. Oh, it's if like you get recruited to Green Bay, I mean, that is a whole nother oh, level. No, no. I feel like it Goodness. ages you, the weather so hard on you, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's intense up there. Yeah. Uh, it can be bad. That's a great point. Uh, that's Justin's week. Hey. Zach Boren in the house this week, and Nicole Cox is back. I'm back. Sorry about she last week, guys. She needed an extra week to recover. <laughs> yes. She went so hard on the cruise. She did. The last time I saw her, she was going hard. <laughs> I hear there was another record set on the cruise. Nicole. It was, you guys, it was incredible. We had 600 people versus like 3,000, and we raised $4.3 million. And a mm. huge thank you to like Coach Day, Coach Trestle, um, they just believed in the cause so much. They they were smiling the entire cruise, just absolutely loving it. So it was really neat. Getting the active head coach of the Buckeyes on the cruise is that's a first, right? Um, no, no, Ur- no, Urban. Urban, Urban, okay. yeah, Urban, Urban, Urban used there. to go. Yeah, okay. Urban would go, but uh, first was having current players on the cruise. Got it. For yes. the first time and players. oh. Huge thank you to them, too. They were amazing. They really believed in it, too. Were the sweetest. Steel Chambers, just, they were all so kind. Just giving back, doing things. It was nice. Did Tommy Eichenberg actually say any words out loud to you? or He how did, did and it was amazing. Like, he was just oh, yeah. so sweet. A couple here and there. Yeah. he oh. w- They did a, how well do you know your teammate? And, yes, his answers were a lot shorter than the other he guys. He was forced yeah, to talk. Tommy, but, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Mike yeah. and your, you know. mm-hmm. 
Zach's still tan over here. From I, I am tan. Yes. I know. I was just Good about to say, I smacked Tommy and Kate and Euchre a bunch of times on, oh, that, on that crew. So next time you like do media, ask them how their Euchre game is because I smacked them. They always really. claim how, how good they are. Really? They, they, they got roasted. Kate and his got killed. Like, got mm-hmm. killed. He smacked Jake and Olivia a bunch on Did that you? crew. Did oh, you? Yeah. yeah. No, I got like Kate and Tommy. I got Kate and his girlfriend. Uh yeah. So there's no configuration of that household that can win a euchre. No, not against me. So I need to learn how to play euchre. That's oh, so I have a challenge. Need to learn okay. Don't know how to yeah. play euchre. I don't. Yes. We've never played oh, it in man. our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived in Ohio? <clears throat> okay, I know. Well, I'm gonna start practicing because I definitely want to yeah. get in on that. Wow. I saw a bunch of people playing cards. I was like, what's going on? Oh yeah, there? yeah. Euchre. It really irritated my mother-in-law that she taught me how to play, and then I've nef- never lost her in my entire. Oh yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, I just took to the game. I don't know. That's why Ohio about, feels like home to me. Like, yeah. I'm like this is a natural this is, this game. I'd never played it before until I became part of that family, and now I'm the best that there's ever been. Yeah, no, in that family, no, the best that there's <laughs> no, ever no, been. in that family. I take sounds it, like we're having a euchre game on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need to have yeah. mm-hmm. we need to have a euchre tournament. Deal. Let's, <laughs> let's get some cards Sponsored out right now. Let me start Roosters. practicing first. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we do have to teach Nicole first. I know. All right. Um, so spring ball is underway. Two practices last week. Uh, they take a break. It's the acclimation so, period. It's so weird. Yep. Take it off, then come back and go go hard for the rest of the way through. 13 more practices. Uh, they were going to have a scrimmage on the 25th that Ryan Day circled as pretty significant, not just for the players, but also the coaching staff, because Zach, uh, Brian Hartline's trying to, call some plays that's what do, how do you think that that stuff's going to work out in, in spring um I, I, working out isn't the right word i think that's the time for brian to actually get experience doing it you know it, you brought up the scrimmage that'll be the first time probably where it'll be real life bullets kind of coming at brian where it's down and distance it's you know there's different situations and brian's actually having to call plays right now and in, in practice it's like hey we're doing one individual straight. seven on seven run you know uh today's the emphasis on third and long or today's the emphasis and run game whatever it might be there's a script and brian knows kind of where he's going to go and can move things around it's much slower slower pace when you actually have those scrimmages which in my opinion are much more game like than the spring game that's when brian's going to sit there okay guess what i got a play clock okay guess what ball yeah the refs are there right ball spotted let's go we got guys coming in and off the field guys are on the sidelines instead of standing behind the offense like you see so much in practice so uh that will be like the first time brian actually sees it real life I got to make a decision quickly. I got to have a couple plays in the back of my mind. If this, this, and this happens, it's where I got to go. So it, that's where you can get the well, practice. I think, I, I think it would be interesting how they set up the scrimmage, right? Because a lot of times going into a scrimmage, you know what situations you're going to be put in as a as a coach. All right, we're going to be here, and then we're going to go down into the red zone, and then yeah. we're going to come back into here. You know, maybe they just let it fly like a real game. Hey, we're going to play a 15 minute quarter, uh, and I think and, you know, and then that's more of a on the run. We're going yeah. and we're doing it and. Brian's figuring it out. And I think they will for a couple reasons. Here's why. Normally, when you have a veteran team, you do much more of that. (laughs) Hey, listen, we're going to do 10 plays, kind of like real-life scrimmage, then we're going to go down the red zone. You got a young team now. You got a quarterback battle with guys that are young. Yeah. You got an offensive line that's pretty dang young that you got to uh, retool. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of position groups. Now, granted, there's a, a lot of uh, senior guys. You look on defense side of the football, you look at the wide receivers, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of depth there uh, and experience, but. There's some key positions where it's kind of new guys, so you need uh, to, to feel the game-like mm-hmm. atmosphere. And again, with Brian Hartline, 
that's easier on him because now you've got a coach that, guess what? I've got new guys. They need the reps. I need the reps. It just kind of flows. Yeah, and Ryan can kind of sit back and be like, all right, I'm going to let Ryan do this. Yep. And even though during the game and the season, you know, they might talk and have yeah. conversations about what's going on. You might just sit back and say, I want to see how Brian handles this, and we're going to throw this at him and see you see how it goes and see – you know his mindset on what he calls in these situations, and then they, you know, they're almost, he's almost coaching, you know, Brian as well yeah. as as the, as the team here in, in a scrimmage like that. I think it'll be great for Coach Day to get used to that too, because I know, I I know it's probably hard for him to let go of that, um, because when you're the head coach, you you want to be you answer you know, for everything, yeah, you know? exactly. And so I think um, for him to get used to that and to trust Brian, which he already I know he does deep down, but. Just being able to get a few reps of that before actual season starts. How many do a lot of other teams have, like, do this where the head coach doesn't call the plays? Or is that more in professional football? Uh, I would say probably, I would say majority of college probably doesn't have the head coach. Yeah, we we talked about that a good amount in November and December, um, especially coming off of the loss uh, in the game that there hadn't been in the playoff era. A team with a head coach who called offensive plays win the national title. Like now, that's not the largest sample size in the world, but that had been the trend. Like it, it's it's too much to really it's put too all much that. Going it's on. too much. Yeah. So and, and people say, well, you'd be very good. Ryan Day's very good. They were in the playoff three out of four years. Lincoln Riley very good. Get to the playoff, you can do it. But it, there just there seems to be something. What whatever, if it's coincidence or not, that you can't get across the finish line with. Guys trying to juggle both of those responsibilities. Yeah, I think there's uh, uh, there's caveat there a little bit because you know you, you bring up some of those head coaches like Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban. I think those guys are almost completely removed from the play calling and really manage the games. But you look at Kirby Smart, who's won the last two years. Kirby Smart's still somewhat involved. I think he's gonna. Kirby Smart is the most comparable to what you're going to see Ryan this year, whereas and he's out of it. But there's times where Ger- where Kirby goes in and dials things up, and says, "No, this is what we're doing." And I think you're going to see that this year with Ryan. I mean, you go week one on the road to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We've went on the road to to start uh, the season before at Indiana, and things can get tight. If things <laughs> get tight, I think you'll see Ryan Day step in. If not, he'll let Brian kind of run with it. And then the next couple games are home games against what Youngstown State and uh, someone else who he should easily be able to handle. But then you go to the road at Notre Dame, so mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those things where. Big game, maybe on the road, things get a little tight. Ryan's going to step in, just like you see Kirby step in from time to time. But uh, it's it's going to be a come-and-go type of thing. It's teamwork. I mean, it, it really is. it takes an entire team of people. Those are the most successful in the entire world, or that people – it's not one individual person, you know? And so I, I think that this is going to work out really great for us. Yeah, it's important to get that right in spring. It's uh, important to evaluate the personnel. So mm-hmm. back into some roosters, Buckeye leaves – you can do whatever you want with it. Someone that you heard their name or read their name in week one through two practices. A flash. Someone that you're expecting more to come from out of the next 13. Someone just very curious about their spring. Nicole, I know you've been thinking about it <laughs> for the last three months. Just like we all have. I, I, you know, there has been one person, Je- um, Jack Sawyer. I'm interested because I know they've kind of bounced him back and forth in positions and I, I think they're talking now of having him play defensive end, correct? Just, just stick there. Yep. Okay. So I, I'm interested to see. I want him to have a moment to shine. He's a very talented player. He's a great person. Um, so I'm really anxious to see how he does, you know, 
this yeah. season. It didn't work at, at Jack really last year, Zach. <laughs> no, it didn't. I, I love that pick because I think everyone uh, has the defensive end position circled because we haven't seen really disruptors since, like, Chase Young. You know, yeah. JTT had the game against Penn State last year, but I think people want him to be more consistent on uh, – or more dominant on a consistent basis, and Jack Sawyer definitely has some big shoes to fill opposite him, so I love that pick. Um, you know, to me – it. It's easy to go quarterback, but I'll let 100%. you do that. I'll let you do that. Um, to, to me, it's just uh, the guys, the new guys on the de- defensive side of the football. You know, you've heard names like Sonny Styles. You've heard names like C.J. Hicks. Um, you're hearing some of the, the corners with Jordan Hancock, and I know he played last year. It's where do some of those guys fit in? Um, and I think that's what I'm most intrigued about going in. But I'm going to give my Buckeye leaf to Sonny Styles. Pickering's central kid. I think everyone is talking about how they get him involved. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do, especially we've talked multiple times on this show about how deep that safety group is, and it might be the, the deepest uh, on the team, maybe outside of wide receiver. So uh, where's he going to fit in? Is he going to go to linebacker? But linebacker is completely stacked with oh, those guys, right? There, yeah. Exactly. So where do they fit in? What's he do? But he's got to see the field. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of heard towards the end of the last year, like, that name, you know, yep. he's only a freshman, but maybe they, maybe he's the guy that goes in in the playoff and you know can do it. So I mean, I'm excited to and watch him. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. You no know, doubt about it. So I mean, that's exciting, and you know, you, you expect him to get more and more. Um, gosh, you know, I want you, quarterback. Yes, everybody wants to see the quarterbacks. Everybody wants to, uh, you know, look at that battle. I, I, I look more at the offensive line because if you have a good offensive line, whoever you pick a quarterback mm-hmm. is going to have a much better opportunity to be really good right um so I, I think filling in those holes um you know losing luke i think was a big surprise you know it just gave us another gap that we got to fill in up there and it just was a kind of a question mark like we don't we don't necessarily know who these people are going to be right we're going to you know we had a guy come in you know a transfer you know where are they going to place everybody or who's going to fill in or who's going to step up uh you know we didn't have just guys waiting like I mean, he's chomping at the bit he should be playing now like we're like oh yeah. So I think the offensive line is where it has to start, and that's a big thing for this spring, um, just rotating people in, finding that exact, you know, the, the best situation we can there to give the quarterbacks a, a great opportunity to be good, whichever one you go with. And the other one is the running back position. We have four guys with mm-hmm. prior coming back this year. Are we going to lose one or two, you know, by the by the summertime? Um, you know, Trey, Chop, Dallin, I mean, prior – there's a lot of guys there who could play and, and who could be really good. Uh, so that's some, I mean, that's not a huge deal. We have guys. We're going to have a starter. We're going to have two starters um, no matter what happens there, but just something to keep an eye on. And then I'm slagging on it right now, but just keep going. The, I love uh, it. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know his name. I need to come up with a nickname for him. I don't know how to say it. The, the transfer cornerback. Oh, wow. So Jay-Z just kept rolling and <clears throat> decided to steal mine. Oh, did I? Well, sorry. Oh. Well, and I was, I was going to say Denzel Burke. Davis, you you, oh, talk, you, you talked about Burke, guys yeah. who you've heard about maybe yeah. coming in with a Yeah, you haven't named you know, one Buckeye sense. Leaf yet. Well, <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> I've given out every, you know, everybody's given out Buckeye Leafs to everyone. Uh, you're like Oprah Winfrey over here. Yeah, well, I'll let you talk about him. I'll just, you know, Denzel Burke, I thought last year maybe didn't have the year we all thought he would have coming back from from a freshman year where he looked like he was a pretty solid player. I, I think him being somebody they can really trust as a lockdown guy this year, depending on what happens on the other side, 
you know, having him, he has a lot of experience. You know, maybe this is that year where he really locks locks it down and says, "All right, I'm I'm the guy. You can trust me to go one on one over here, mm-hmm. figure some other things out." And uh, you know, so that that's big. And then you go ahead and take the other one. Yeah, maybe it's just because he literally stands out in the line, <laughs> Davis Nigbenosen. He's you know a couple inches taller than anybody else in that corner room. Long, athletic. He did play in the SEC last year. It didn't didn't light the world on fire. It's not like he was an All American right away, but this guy's talented and. I don't know if he'll be one of the official starters. I don't know if he'll just stick as they'll expand that rotation to three. He's only practiced twice, and I've only seen him for a total of an hour. Yeah. But the way he moves and the way he looks is different than the rest of the corners. And I think I said this last week when we were in the Woody. He's like a stronger version of college Eli Apple. And if you can get that out of him, that's going to be all right. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, no to take that. It. Yeah. So that's big because Ohio State, <clears throat> we know, we talked about it. The corner play may not have been – as bad as many people thought, definitely wasn't as good as they expected. Uh, and injuries were a huge part of that. So healthy Denzel Burke, mm-hmm. healthy Jordan Hancock, freaky Davis and Igbenosin, you're you're well on the way at that yeah. point. We'll see how that And goes. some of those young guys are going to be good players too. That's right. Some of, those, some of those young no guys are going to be good. They are. They've got uh, 13 more practices to work on that. And when you're talking about a trio, you just bring three American dollars into Roosters on Tuesday. What do you get? I like that. I'll tell I you like what: if you bring three American dollars into Roosters on Tuesday, you get a wonderful basket of fried Mo- cheese. Yeah, mozzarella, mozzarella sticks. sticks. They are Everyone's delicious. Favorite. They yeah. are the bomb. Get in here, get them. Three dollars. Jay Z already taste tested today. Always, always the the one I go to right away when they set them down. Get yep. it hot. Ooh, and you were, oh, you were so taste young. testing when I walked in here. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Play, bro. you were taste testing. You gotta get you gotta get it when it's hot, and they're the best. Yeah. I get to take some home. My daughter loves these things. I don't know what it is about kids and mod sticks. Well, Liberty, they're Liberty's That's favorite. Liberty's favorite. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, she she always when I leave. You want cheese sticks? Yes, Daddy. Absolutely. Like, done. Are you going Perfect. to Roosters today? I yeah, need cheese exactly. sticks. <laughs> I love that. I love that we're your family oh, dinner on Mondays. It's 100%, perfect. Yep. And My a, family's too. So a beautiful side of marinara soup. Mm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Nicole, the basketball season's yes. over. Yes. Well, basketball season's over for Ohio State, which is sad. They got us really excited, mm. though. I mean, what a they were huh? looking great. They were looking great, and where Purdue was that was the team best. all year? That's well, they were there you know at the what? beginning of the yeah. season, and then they just kind of went guys, on vacay. Don't get me started on <laughs> the fact that I, like I was saying earlier, I think that when you start losing, it's it becomes mental, and you just every game you lose. And I think they had nothing to lose at that point; they just went out and played. So they did. They it was exciting to watch, but. Um, so March Madness this week, so it's going to be crazy in here Thursday. If you would like a seat, come in early because it's it's packed, but it's an awesome time of year. We think, love it. I think twelve fifteen might be the first tip on first Thursday. Tip? Yes, but I'd get here at eleven. Yeah, the doors yeah. open. At the Saturday. doors open. There's usually a line. Um, Thursday, it's prime Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Wild at Roosters yes. this weekend. It's fun. And we you appreciate it. You guys serve green beer. We don't yeah, anymore. It yeah. just, it would die so all much, of our yeah. fingers, you know, ah, yeah, yeah. About the that. bartenders, and then ah, some yeah. would be That'd really be green. Yeah. yeah. That would be terrible. Never thought about that. Yeah. What do we got? Craft beer of the month is Elvis juice. Hey. Is it Elvis juice? Yes, I think it is. $4. March April. Mm-hmm. And then, we have the dollar ninety five. Jay-Z's just going straight for the Coors Light. Yep. Coors, Coors, Coors Light, Miller Light, dollar ninety five. Yes, for February and March. So, rest of the month. Nicole, will you fill out a bracket? I am going to fill out a bracket tonight. I did pretty good last year because I didn't put any thought into it. I just picked yeah. what I felt. 
That's the best way. When you overthink it. The only way to do it yeah. is March Madness. Mm-hmm. Zach, you filled a bracket yet? Uh, I have. I've actually already filled out three. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. My, my father-in-law has a big one, a really big one. It's been going on for a while, and I have not performed well at all. Mm. And so you're allowed <laughs> multiple brackets. So I said, you want to know something? I'm paying for three this year, on. and I'm going all in. There's no way. I, I you know, I need some family bragging rights on, oh, on the great. in-law side. So, yeah, three different winners, but I... <laughs> Pick three. Well, it's that kind of year in college like basketball. No, no. You spread never it around. Yeah. I spread Diversify. It around. I did. Di- diversify. One of them I really hope wins. The other two, eh, if they win, I, it is what it is. I'll just be happy because they won my take the money. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's big. Yeah. Jay-Z, you I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't done the last couple of years, actually. And it's, it's really Out. nice. Yeah. I like to get in the ones where you get a team. And if they cover the spread, you move on with the with that team. And oh. it's, it's kind of a cool deal. I've, I've, done, I've done it. Uh, yeah, you basically get a team. And cover so, if, so if I get the 16 team and they're going against one, if they cover that spread, I move on with the one seed. And it, and it continues to go all yeah. the way through. And then the last, you know, the champion is a, is a big payout type deal. It's like 100 bucks um, for, for one team. Nice. But that, those are the ones I like. I'm, not, it's I'm like, not familiar with that setup. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool deal the guy does. See, I like, yeah, I like picking underdogs, but I guess I could still roll with that. I love, you guys, you know mine is all underdogs. So that's mine. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Some years that works. Yeah. I, I love picking that 12 seed. That 12 seed 12 to like the, five, the, yeah. the sweet 16 or like elite eight. Oh, it's such a good pick. All three of those brackets just have nothing but 12 seeds. <laughs> no, they don't. No, no, no. But I, I'll tell you this. One of them hey, hey, No, two of them do. <laughs> two of them. Two of them. <laughs> two of them do. Yeah, I, I love VCU. You on the other. Love VCU to go to go far. Granted, I think uh, their matchup would be with Kansas in the Sweet 16. Don't love that, but... Kansas just got smoked by Texas in the championship. Yeah, yeah I know. Like 20 points? Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't need to win a L- limping into that, yeah. Limping into the tournament. Is yeah. How I look at that. Well, tourney time's here. There's also men's and women's games in Columbus, so Roosters mm, yes, is going to be back exciting. this week, uh, especially because there will be some women's games down the street at the shot, so uh, make sure you get here early if you're going to hang out at the Horseshoe Lounge, which is the best Roosters. And all <laughs> That's right. Although everything else, they're all tied for second beyond that. <laughs> uh, Nicole's going to go about her day. We're going to be right back with a lot more uh, here in the Horseshoe Lounge on the live show on the podcast. It's a fun, casual joint. Roosters has been so fortunate. We just want to be able to give some of that back to the community. They donate to organizations that are near and dear to their heart, and we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long time. They always go above and beyond to help support our foundation to further help veterans. It's just a wonderful feeling to know that Roosters supports the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into Roosters for half number two in the Horseshoe Lounge. It burns here. Burn. Second half, first half. Because I'm here. Second half, first oh, half. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, the best neg- half. What is this well, negativity? I know. Well, I just, it's hard Low to, is burn. You guys don't understand how difficult it is to follow Nicole. I would. Yeah, I guess we've never had to do that, right. so I can understand. You haven't had to. That's true. Yeah. See? Describe it. What's What are well, your emotions? It's like... You're a child, right? Yeah. And you walk into this room, and you're expecting this warm reception. And really, then people are like, oh, God. Have we got another him again? Him? Get out of here, stupid <laughs> child. You know, and I don't like that. I don't well, like that. Uh, that analogy brings some insight. Maybe people uh, want to act what? that way. No. Why, why did that analogy just stop <laughs> with you're a child? child? No, that's yeah. it. That's all, that's all it's like. And, but then that's you, just the reoccurring dream you yeah. <laughs> but then you just yeah. said, like, the child came in here. And I want to exactly be clear. That you I want to be clear. Every time I attempt to bring insight to this show, I get shouted down. Oh. 
Give, give us some guys, insight. Give you us guys some just tea. Want tomfoolery. No, give us some tea. <laughs> we don't. We're not. We're not here to drink tea. We're here <laughs> to evaluate and to analyze. Okay. Give analyze. us something. So what? What are we talking Analysis about? Analysis. I wasn't listening. Zach asked a question. I, I give us any. I'm. Uh, it's a blank right slate. Now. You can literally tell us anything. Give us some. Give us some of your insight. I'm what? concerned about the banking industry. Yeah, uh, well. right now a lot. Uh, very. That's not what this show is about. It regards to Ohio State football. Uh, I'm concerned about Ohio State's offensive line play. Okay, and their depth certainly. We talked about that on the morning show on on the on the podcast daily on Monday with Bill. Um, but I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse there or a living horse, whatever kind of horse it is. I want it to be unbeaten. You know, I don't think you should yeah. beat a living horse. Yeah, I don't think uh, you should beat any. Should beat any horse. Yeah, he just said literally two minutes ago. He wanted to give some analysis. I and then not. we forced him into Tom Fury. I did not say no. I talked about the offensive about line earlier saying, you know, we don't know what's going on there. You see what I'm talking about? Beating a living horse. You see what I'm talking about? A t- but, but you just said you're worried, but then you didn't dive uh, into yeah, any I detail. Mean, we've, you guys already talked about it in detail. Yeah, I mean, not really. Uh, not really. It really Jay-Z came in one of my, different positions. Yeah, one of my positions that I went through. You said you don't even listen to us. I wasn't. I heard Jay-Z talking about the offensive line and my ears perked up because Bill, (laughs) Bill initially, Bill's radar went up because he heard someone say offensive line. So Bill immediately started to do this. So then when Bill does that, I do this. And then that's what happened. A lot of this. I thought you guys were dancing over there, but it was just this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To know what was was happening. It was very elaborate. All Jay-Z said was that it was important important to protect the quarterback. Yes. To give those guys, whoever the starter is, a and chance. And I agree. <laughs> yeah, it was very insightful. Tom Foolery. <laughs> oh, Keep your bro. quarterback upright, and you have a better chance. So who, who do they have at right tackle, Berm? Uh, Tegra Shibola and uh, Zen Mahalski are the ones rotating there. Okay. I, I, you just don't know where you're going to start there because neither one of them have played significant minutes. They both played pretty much the exact same number of snaps a year ago, but on different sides of the line. Shibola was playing uh, a guard uh, at times, tackles, tackled others. I just don't know that. We talked about it on the podcast earlier this morning. To me, the move of Josh Fryer to left tackle is he? De- he's. I mean, he's that's, where, he, that's, that's where, where he's, gonna, that's where they're going to run him through the spring. So I mean, that's the most important. You got to you know, protect the back blind side. side. Blind side. I don't know that anyone who's watched Josh Fryer sees left tackle, uh, and I'm as pro Josh Fryer as anyone's ever mm-hmm. been. I think he's a natural right tackle. I don't know that he has the the quickness to play. Left tackle against big time defensive ends that you does that see. just mean they trust him the most right now Correct. to go there right <laughs> and so that's where you know the conversation this morning was really about is that good or bad because to me I think you're better off putting him at right tackle and then figuring out left tackle with one of those other guys and seeing because the idea of going into the transfer portal in May to find a starting mm-hmm. left tackle yeah. is not ideal mm-hmm. uh, and I don't no. know that you're going to find a guy. Then you bring in someone in in the summertime who's never practiced with these guys. There's no sense of of what the quarterbacks are about, no sense of the chemistry with the other guys on the offensive line. And that, to me, sounds like a bigger issue than saying, you know what, we're going to put Tiger Shibola at left tackle and see what happens. You know, Bryant Browning played left tackle at Ohio State. You remember Bryant yeah. Browning? He I was played one, with Bryant Browning. He, at times, was one of the worst offensive linemen that's ever played at Ohio State. But sometimes you just got to put a guy out there and let him grow. And see what happens. Here, let me throw something out you, or something at you. Do you think that they would ever think about throwing Donovan Jackson at left tackle? I think that that's the other option. Is uh, if 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 Tegra Shibola and and Zumlahalski, um don't work at right tackle, and you have to move Fryer back for whatever reason, or Fryer doesn't work, then then you move Donovan out there, and then it's not good for him. You know what I mean? Like this I, is his last yeah. season at Ohio State, so it's not good 
to move him out to left tackle and say, sorry, we're going to have to sacrifice your NFL development because we had not recruited this position very smartly over the last few years. Yeah. Like that, that's to me is a Just, bad, that's bad. But I know people are wondering if that can happen and it can, it can, it shouldn't. It's, it's it a break glass in case of emergency situation. If you, if nothing else works, which you have three, right. Because then you can move fryer into left guard. Who's, who's I mean, two? Be, who's the second choice at left right now? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's fair. not great. I, yeah, no, I mean, it, the reality is, you. They also have Luke Montgomery, the true freshman early enrollee. He's playing at right tackle also. So you got three guys working and repping at right tackle, and you got Fryer at left. So maybe that's a sign saying, "Hey, we're putting all our resources and energy and yeah. time into Josh over here." Oof. But it's certainly not ideal no. because you have a, a logjam of people at guard. You have Enoch Vamahi still. Yep. You have Donovan Jackson. You have uh, Jacob James when he gets back healthy. You have. Um, uh, you know Matthew Jones. You have Jacob James. You already said Carson Hinsman can move over. I mean, there's you have a lot of guys who can play in the middle, but left tackle is a is a different position. It's not good. It's not ideal. <clears throat> no, not ideal. It's not yeah, ideal. Maybe not, but maybe not. I, I think you uh, you've got some guys in the middle there. Where worse comes to worse, you can't throw Donovan Jackson out there. You already named some guys that have it, some playing time, some extensive playing time in big games. So. Uh, yeah, I, it's not ideal, but I don't think see, it's a sip. Is it easier it's, it's to, not it's a ship that's sinking right now. In the yeah, it's not a it ship that's edge, sinking. Right? But here's yeah. my question for you: You voluntarily chose to play a different position in your final year of yeah. college football because number one, you weren't playing at the other one because yeah. there was no point in having a fullback anymore. Number two, he had already scored at fullback that year. Yeah, Donovan Jackson is a potential first round pick on the offensive line. If, if you go to him and say, hey, buddy, we're, we're going to move you out here to tackle and kind of take away all of your junior tape at guard where you're going to play in the NFL, how would you how would you react to that? It's different than, I would say, the transition that I made or someone uh, it, going from tackle to guard is only going to show versatility to the NFL. And I would say this, that if he stays at guard, it's much harder to be a first-round pick at True. guard rather than someone that can show if he goes out and plays left tackle this year and like, damn, he's a great left guard and he's a good left tackle. If we ever get in a pinch, that a lot of teams, some teams only carry seven guys active on the offensive line. A lot of teams eight. Yeah. But if you have seven and you've got someone that, mm-hmm. hey, can play guard, is a great guard, and then can move out to tackle as well, hey, you – You've got some value for yourself. It's not like he's going from left guard to defense tackle, yeah. and it's completely different. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a different situation. Is it better for him to stay at left guard? Yes, I 100% agree with you, but it's not a uh, – he's not killing himself. No, no, the the NFL is not going to say, ah, he wasn't yeah. very good out no, there. They may not hold him. Hey, now, if he goes out there, now that. if he goes to left tackle and gets burned a bunch of times and does not look good, then that's an issue. But that's you know that's on the coaching staff right. making sure they're protecting them. That's on him on not getting beat. You You're know? putting I mean, yourself in a position though that is potentially negative for you. Well, I'll say it's this, also it, potentially it, positive. I was going to say at left guard's a safe bet, right? Yeah. He's a very he's a very good left guard. He's going to be great. You go to left tackle now, you've got more uh, risk and reward, yeah. right? He, if he goes out there and plays really well, it's like oh man, here we go. But mm-hmm. if he goes out there and plays bad. It, there's yeah yeah and he was one of the top ranked tackles in the country coming out of high school but everyone knew he was a guard so correct it didn't matter what he was ranked but he's still six four and a half he's not your traditional you know six seven left L- tackle. look at look at Peter uh what how do you say Strong. his last name yeah from Peter Northwestern S- Northwestern hey he's he's six <laughs> hey, six four and a half with short arms. 
right? And, and because he plays tackle, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. If he was a guard, I don't know. Right. Do you if, think he's going to stay at tackle in the NFL? Yeah, I do. If he's I good. do because I don't think someone's going to draft him top 15 and put him at guard. Just yeah. not I mean, going to happen. He's a good player. I mean, uh, it's certainly, he's athletic. Yeah. They, they will. He will stay at tackle. Well, Jackson is certainly similar body type. I mean, you got long arms. He's very athletic. You could see it, but I, it's certainly again not ideal. But that's a good comparison for for Donovan Jackson. It's it's kind of fascinating how much intrigue there is on both lines for Ohio State right now. Like skill positions, I think are as loaded as you could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen on the offensive line? What's happening with the defensive end rotation, do you have enough bodies at defensive tackle? What in the world does the Jack even exist anymore? Like, it's the stuff going on on the defensive yeah. line is pretty I'm really glad Bob's not here I, because there was, there was an opportunity there for a Bob line that I'm sure he would have taken. And I'll tell you guys that line off camera. Yeah. Bob, Bob was well, you should have sure just do done it because he's not here. Just take his spot. No, I can, can I can Nobody I throw can I throw out Bob. something from the defense line? We went offense yeah. line, defense line. I am a, uh, a, a if I if I was a coach, this is kind of the way that I would be going, and I think it's best for Ohio State. Um, I'm a big fan of Jack Sawyer, Pickerington kid. I've known Jack for forever, but him being at the Jack position now, going to defensive end, you look at his body type. Jack to me almost yells like J.J. Watt body type, right? Defensive end, I don't think is his best position. I think for him to go off to the NFL, he's going to go to a 3-4 defense, play that 5 technique that J.J. Watt has for so long in the, in the NFL, and dominates at it. He's not that speed 4-3 defensive end guy that he would be playing at Ohio State this year. If I'm Jack, Jack's every bit of 265. I say, hey, coach, guess what? I'm going to get to 280, 285. Let me play the three technique, right? Passing downs, you keep him in. In the NFL, he's a 285 guy playing that five technique in a 3-4 defense. Then guess what? You get some depth at at defense tackle. Caden Curry, who I think in my mind is going to be a phenomenal defensive end. He's a guy that's smaller, much more uh, quicker. He's got that speed to him. Jack is a hat-in-hands kind of dude. Tough, physical dude. You put him out in space, he's not a speed guy. He's just, that's not who he is. He might think he is, but he's not. And so, you have Caden Curry, JTT, and then you put Jack at a three technique at 285. Next thing you know, your defense tackle rotation goes way up. You got a dude who's tough in there. You got some depth. And you look at some of the, the young guys defensive end, like Kenyatta Jackson, who can go in there and be, you know, your third guy in. You got Amari Ogbar, right, who, who can be kind of your fourth guy. If I'm Jim Knowles on this defense, not only am I pulling Jack away from the Jack position, I'm saying, hey, dude, we're going to put 15 to 20 pounds on you, and we're putting you on a three technique and letting you just play with your hands all day long. Can you put that much weight on? Yeah, Jack's a big dude. That, right? Jack's a big dude. Jack carries 265 well. I mean, he he's... Even if he doesn't put on twenty, get to he could still play at two eighty and still yeah he could yeah, still I play two seventy five two eighty and still he's be, gonna be strong as an ox. And exactly, he's he's, he's a strong dude. He plays best when, when he's good at defensive end. What's he do? He bull rushes bull rush. people. Bull rush. That's the only yeah. time he gets a sack. And if he ever inside, tries, yeah, if he ever tries playing with speed or try pulling some kind of move, he's not successful. He is only good when he when he threatens someone and then bull rushes them. A three technique, what you can do? You're playing on an edge. You're you're bull rushing someone. I mean, it's not out of the ordinary. And then if you look at your nose guard, you got a guy like like Ty Hamilton, who's a big dude. You got Tyleek Williams. You got uh, Michael, uh, Hall, Michael Hall, Hall, right? Yeah. Like you got yeah. those dudes who are big dudes. You don't need Jack to be such a monster because 
Jack would need to be bigger if your nose guard's a smaller dude, but those guys are monsters. You don't need Jack to be massive. You heard it That's here first. interesting, yeah. <clears throat> I think what's going on. There's my hot take. Yeah, well, the other are we doing hot take? That's, the hot That's take. my hot take. That's the Bryant heating and cooling hot take. That's <laughs> my hot take. <laughs> At Roosters. That's, but the likelihood of that is the issue. Like how yeah. much, if Jim Knowles asked that, would would Larry Johnson sign off on it? I, that would be my question. That would be my intrigue. They I should. Because I don't think that he would. Well, I would think J- Larry oh, would. I mean, Jack should. would have to sign off on it first. Well, of course. I but, agree. But but Jack's not going to be a four three defensive end. He's not going to make money in the NFL by doing that. Jack's going to make his money by being a bigger dude and being that JJ Watt type in the NFL. That's where Jack's going to make his money. I think about like the impact that Adolphus Washington had when he kicked inside Draymond Jones, Jay Sean yep. Cornell, and then Draymond. I think was the best that Ohio State's had in that spot. Draymond's about to get paid, and he was mm-hmm. he's in that six four two eighty range. Yeah, I mean it's a similar. Jack's a little bit stiffer, um, you know, athletically, and Draymond's a little more fluid. But Draymond, yeah. you know, both really good basketball but players. Down there both good no, 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 which tells you even more why yeah. Jack should be inside. Both, both if, Dray- if Draymond's doing that, yeah. correct. It's actually a great comparison. Draymond Jones and Jack is a great comparison. I'd watch. Yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting. I mean, I think a lot of that would be also what you have on the back end. If you have corners you can trust, and hey, maybe – you get a little. You put a younger guy on the other bookend of, of defense, and all, everything you, you, you said. Though, pressure, here's what I heard: Caden Curry Ooh. needs to play more. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hundred percent. You're, you're, you're taking words out, out of my that, mouth yeah. off air. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what that's what you're doing. That's what I heard. I saw what you did there. Yeah. Zach Harrison that's said the exact same thing in Indy at the combine. He's like the first person that he names: Caden Curry. Caden Curry needs to be a starter. It's a Zach event. Yeah, King Curry needs to be a starting defensive end. And JTT, we just talked about it in, in our first segment. JTT's a great player, but he's not your Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa kind of defensive end. He's a guy that's a little bit thicker, plays the run really well. You put him on the strong side of uh, of the defense, match him up, you know, chip to tight end, go against defense tackle. You need or offense tackle. You need someone you need on the back end. The yeah, side. you need someone that's fast. You need a fast guy to play on the short end, goes to the weak side, doesn't have to play against the run all that much. Guess what? Knowing he's got steel chambers behind him to, you know, if he ever does anything. But you need that speed guy, and they don't have that. And that's why I think there were a lot of times you saw Ohio State didn't have a great pass rush because you got JTT. It, uh, you had Zach Harrison last year, but Jack it, and or Zach and, J, and JT are kind of similar, very similar. Mm-hmm. So yes, you need that psychopath on the other side who's just like, I'm going to get to the quarterback if it kills me. No, you do, and to to really flush people JT's way, and that you are going full Bob today. You yeah. need a psychopath. Yeah, you know, a I mean? wild shankability, the shankability. Yeah, shankability. I'm not talking about shanking though. I'm just saying like I'm going to get to the quarterback, and or I'm going to die. Psychopaths yeah, yeah. shank people. I'm going to go shank the quarterback. I mean, that's how he is. If anyone actually watches kickoff, which I don't think they do, because everyone's just looking at the ball as it sails. <laughs> It, go run Kate, some Kate back up Kate Kate Curry on kickoff and goes to hurt people. I mean, I I was on the field a couple times last year during the game, and that dude is <clears> just going to knock people out. Yeah. I mean, literally trying to knock people out. So it, that's exactly what you need. We've solved it. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Oh, Larry's watching. Jay Z, are you feeling? Uh, have you acclimated yourself to seeing a quarterback wearing number thirty? No, years? never. I can't stand it. I want to like the kid, but now I'm just not sure about him. I like it. I'm just teasing. I mean, I like I, it. no, I do hate it. Um, and I also like that he doubled down this week yeah. on you guys talking crap about Tate Martell. And he and him and his father put out pictures of Devin and Tate together at camps when they were younger. That is my type of guy. Stand up. Stand up, fella. 
Can we talk about the quarterback battle? Yeah, anyway, thirty three is just weird. What do are you, you are you that? are you not as now, weird not as weird as liking Tate Martin? <laughs> yeah, are you now saying that he's going to lose so a quarterback battle because he's thirty-three? Uh, I mean, I, no, but that sounded like a yes. When I uh, saw thirty-three throwing the ball, I thought to myself, "Who's the walk-on?" <laughs> yeah, that they moved over from linebacker, and he's getting some quarterback reps right now. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, I had to, that was the first time I saw him wearing it. So then I realized what was happening. You want to know something? I respect it because so many kids nowadays want to be cool. Want to be cool. Thirty-three. No offense. No offense, James, but on quarterback isn't a cool number. So guess what? He's doing it because he's like, I want to be thirty-three. I don't want to be the cool guy. I want to be thirty-three because it means a lot to me. That, yeah, that's why I like fifteen him. in high school, right? In senior year. Yeah, but there there was a reason why yeah, he had who, to. Uh, yeah. Why? There, Somebody else said he transferred to a different school. Oh, and the starting the, uh, quarterback can't get the number he wants. I transferred high school. <laughs> He's a good I got eight. the number. Not I when you're transferring to another state. That's selfish. Well, Not that's I selfish. Mean, it is. Not when you're transferring to another state. He was being state. a good team player. Wanted yeah. to be a good leader. He was you a know? quarterback who's an yeah. alpha, Zach. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so the fullback. Give me my number. The fullback of the and team that he went to was wearing 33. So the fullback wouldn't give him 33. He wasn't transferring from Orville to Maslin, Washington. Okay? He was transferring from Phoenix, Arizona to freaking Utah. Nobody really cared. And that. They should have been more starting. Isn't that the whole reputation yeah, I know. Like, of Utah? All right, hold on. We're getting off topic. Let's talk about the quarterback. The starting battle. fullback wouldn't give up his number, so the quarterback had to go to 15. Yeah. I don't think we should care what number he wears. Let him it wear just looks so bad. Yeah, Devin, I mean, Devin Gardner too. wore number 98 for a and season. And that looked terrible. Who's going to win the what quarterback What championship battle? did they win? Uh, None. But he won the Tom Harmon jersey award. <laughs> he did. So, that's, that's true. Well, was that a trophy? And guess what? Sammy it's Baugh. It's like Blocko. Sammy Baugh was the first quarterback in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what you say about the number. The fact that a dude who's fighting for a starting job at Ohio State comes out on the first day of practice when he has a chance to win it and says, I'm going to wear the number of the first quarterback to ever be in the Hall of Fame, says to me, that player has cojones. And Larry Bird. Hey, look at me. I'm wearing a weird number. Everybody. Larry Bird played basketball. Let's talk about my number instead of me playing quarterback. Mm. It's, a great it's, working. it's working. It's working. Some of the... Yeah. He, I'll he say this perfect. about the quarterback competition is I feel like I was coming into spring thinking he number thirty-three was so much more athletic quarterback than what Kyle McCord is. Yeah. And now I haven't seen them in person, but what I've seen them them running out and doing it doesn't appear to me that it is am I missing something? I don't think is the, he uh I don't think the difference Devin would them. win in straight line race um by you know, half a second, maybe. Okay. Maybe not half a second. Half but a second. Talking, I mean, I a, thir- a, you know, like, a third of a second, probably. But yeah. it doesn't matter, obviously. No. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it, he's not throwing down windmill dunks like the kid who's coming out of high school. Right? Yeah, he might be, like, in a 100-yard race, Devin will probably win by a third of a second. But that, who cares? But that's not, yeah. So, it's, my. I'm, when I say more athletic, I'm not talking straight line running. I, I think, yeah, I I think they think. both do things very well that are completely different. Like, I think Devin throws a much better deep ball, right? I think Kyle McCord is much more accurate short range. So, I think they – it's weird. They complement each other because they do things well that the other doesn't. So, who knows who's going to win. just ask each other before every drive, would you like to play this, this yeah. drive? Yes, I would. Okay, Devin, thank you, Kyle. Yeah. It doesn't work out. We're going well, deep. That's, that's what we're Troy going and I did back in the day. It doesn't work out. Yeah, so I don't think <laughs> I don't know if that's the plan that, that Ohio State. Yeah, well, wants. I mean, I just thought maybe you'd ask. That's all. Now, I mean, this I, spring will be big to see yeah. to, to let them separate. I was just coming into spring ball. That's kind of what I, for I, whatever reason I, I felt. I, Berm, who do you think is going to win? Hearing, I think Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback. Who do you think? I, I think Kyle McCord. Okay, I've been a fan of his. I think, I think, I mean, Andy, you know, that's 
Marvin Harrison's quarterback from it's, high school. Right? It's not That's, to knock. I mean, think about that. It's not to say right, that you're Devin is right going to back into it. They, I mean, they have a great relationship yeah, no. already. It's not going to say Devin is going to go out there and not perform well or anything like that. No. I just think that Kyle has to be significantly <laughs> worse than Devin Brown this spring for Devin Brown to be the starter. Yeah, that, that also, wasn't that wasn't that wasn't my question. Oh, it wasn't at the end of spring. Who's gonna uh, Indiana's tomorrow? Who's running? Who actually? Uh, Indiana, uh, Indiana's in six hours, Kyle, right? Kyle McCord. If that's the case, there's literally no question who it would be, which is Kyle McCord. I mean, Kyle McCord no, was a five. There's no star. second thought. Yes, there's no, okay, okay. I feel what like about like we're, the new shiny thing? Is the newest thing? Is like this just because he sat behind? <laughs> CJ all right, Stroud, six months from now. Six months from now, they run out against Indiana. Who's a, who's the starting? Uh, I believe it would be Kyle McCord. Okay, uh, and again, it, there is this weird belief or like loss of of perspective. Kyle McCord was a five-star quarterback two years ago coming yeah. out of high school. Uh, Devin Brown was a five-star a year ago. Great. But, like, why is Kyle McCord still not the shiny new thing? Like, he's still a guy that – never actually got to see him be the full-time like, starter. Yeah. I, it's weird. But he, he, he would have to – he has to lose the job for Devin Brown to win the job. I, I and think I don't reason, think that he's going to lose yeah. the job. I think the whole reason why people think that way is, what was it, two years ago when he started against Akron? You know, and I think yeah, he only threw for like 380 yards. No, I know, but I start. think, but I think people were expecting him to be the new shiny object and come out and just light the place on fire if he's a five star guy. And let's be honest, he's he's methodical. But you understand, right? but how, even in that game, that should have been a reminder. How that was, silly is that? People were also was, calling I, for CJ to be uh, benched back then. I, and I know, but, I know, you but know, you so get what I'm amazing. saying. He yeah. he's methodical. There was. At that point in that game, there was nothing exciting about his game. How he just many, did agree, what he I agree, did. I agree. You, you know what I'm saying? So I think people go back to that because that was the one game he started and played. So everyone's like, okay. Uh, if any Ohio State fans are, are really thinking of it that way, I implore you to find me a freshman quarterback at Ohio State who came out and looked. Any, no, no, no. Anywhere. <clears throat> well, I mean, no, a true Kevin, freshman I, in week three. We've seen, you're right. We've seen Caleb yeah. Williams do some things. And I know that there's a difference in style. Kyle is not going to go out there and run around and be crazy yeah. and get those highlight plays. Terrell Pryor took over the Ohio State starting job as a freshman in 2008, I think in week three. It was. After USC. Show me where he looked like he had any idea what he was doing. Now, there were times when he'd run around and make special plays. That's, that's the type of quarterback, that's type of athlete he was. No quarterback at Ohio State should ever be expected to come out in week three of their freshman year and and light the place on fire. Like, that's just not realistic. C.J. Stroud, who was a redshirt freshman, came out through for 450 freaking yards in his second game against Oregon, and people wanted him benched. I mean, it's a, it is an obscene bizarre expectation that people have put on these the standard guys. is the standard yeah. <laughs> but that's not but, but, the standard but, but, I'm just I kidding, know, but, I know. but you, you brought it's up incredible. Yeah, the reason why people think that that's the last time they saw Kyle McCord yeah. uh, truthfully that's really the last time they've seen him so, in game action I, I don't believe that having bizarre expectations of someone the first time should make you be like hey you know what this guy didn't li-. like that's that's unrealistic that doesn't make sense let them play it out and see what happens. Anybody who has like predetermined a winner and never seen these guys play is ludicrous. Yeah, like it's it's insane. Like, well, I don't, I don't think it, it, no one's seen Devin Brown play. No one has, which I which is why I think everyone sees oh, yeah. him as like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he's going to be that guy because people have seen Kyle Court play. Really, that one game against Akron. Mm-hmm. Other than that. They've never really seen him go out there and sling I, it around all too much. I think people I mean, got enamored yeah. Yeah, because there are screen. there's it's a it's a weird um, almost envy for Ohio State fans. They saw what JJ McCarthy and the running around and 
And like yeah. Devin Brown is that style, the very similar style of quarterback. So is Lincoln Keenholz, the incoming freshman, very uh, a guy that like you watch the film and he's doing a lot of stuff and it looks fun. Uh, it's not always fun. If you go back and look at Michigan <laughs> Twitter last year for the first twelve weeks of the year, there was not a lot of people in the Michigan uh, Twitter space that was like, "Oh, I love this guy. This is everything I've ever wanted in a quarterback." He got to go out and destroy an Ohio State secondary yeah. that was yeah coming into that game. We thought, man, playing he got their to eyes throw into a bunch of wide open spaces, and and wide that's it. So I, I, it's and he didn't look good against TCU. It's man, it's a that. weird yeah. it's a weird like expectation to to put on a guy like McCord who you have no reason to think can't look mm-hmm. be the guy. And Jay-Z, Jay-Z's question, I think, is a valid one, and I've asked that a number of times, not just last Tuesday, but how wide is that gap? And, like, I asked Kyle about that directly. Like, do you feel like you're getting short shrift here, overlooked for what you can do athletically? And he's like, I, I've learned from CJ not to listen to any of that. And, like, that was a That's an answer. That's, that's yeah. to say yes. Polished <clears throat> answer, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, he does know that he can do that, and he said that he watched the Georgia game five times, and he believes, we'll see once it happens, that the running plays, the extension out of the pocket that CJ did he can is that. not something that Kyle cannot do. Yeah. And I, I think that b- people have gone like full binary polar one or the other. Yep. Devin can move, Kyle cannot. Yep. That's not the yep. case. Yep. Kyle's got a strong arm, Devin doesn't have one. That's not the case mm-hmm. either. Like. They're closer to in the middle. Yeah. When I see them just rolling out, throwing yeah. a ball, I I see somewhat the same quarter. I'm willing to wager a unit or two that if we lined up Kyle McCord to run a 40-yard dash, he would run it faster than C.J. Stroud's 4.72 that he did at the NFL. Is that what he ran, 4.72? Yeah. I'd like to see it. Pro day's coming. I, I bet you he'd run it faster. Than Do you know what a unit is? Oh, you, really? Yeah. Zach, now, Zach's units yeah. are much are a little bit higher. Yeah. He's bigger he's units. A, Deeper bankroll. <laughs> oh. I bet it would be faster than 472. Really? Yeah. All right. Let's set it up. <laughs> For charity. <laughs> I think CJ, we should wrap this up. The, the, I mean, the CJ doesn't have the to be there. The legs, eating mac and cheese CJ bites. doesn't have to be there to nah. be a part of it, obviously. Obviously you know, not. You just put the he big number be, on the board. But he will be next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. You just put Is that number, Wednesday next Wednesday? Put the number on the board. Yes. That's where I sign off. That's that seems like a good place. And thanks to Nicole Cox and Roosters, as always, for having us in here to the Horseshoe Lounge on a Monday. Possibility that we might be on Tuesday next week. We'll see. That's what Berm wants because there's practice. Jay Z says he doesn't like it. He's out on that idea. We'll see. Whatever we'll, you want, Austin. we'll let you. Know. I'm in your. Camp. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't make the rules here. This is Berm's <laughs> show. Uh, thanks to Nicole. Thanks to Jay Z. Thanks to Zach. Thanks to Berm. I'm Austin. We'll see you all again. Thanks for joining us and thanks for watching. Uh, I said roosters, it's a fun, casual joint.